Hello, guys, gals, and non-binary pals. Quite a <laughs> fantastic start. All right. Anyways, guys, welcome. Ignis, calm down. Welcome to Quality Cringe. Um, as you can see, we live up to the name real fast. Uh, we will be reading through old books, uh, prompts, word documents, just any old writing projects we used to have and kind of dropped off because they were super cringy. Um, mm -hmm. For episode one, which one? Wait, which? Are we doing yours or mine first? I don't remember. For yours first. Okay, for episode one. Wow. Great planning. Who needs a script? It's cringe. We don't need exactly. a script. It's cringe. Um, I do not recommend listening to this if you can't handle chaos, by the way. This will be very chaotic. Hence the uh, comedy improv selection. But no, for our first episode, hopefully this keeps recording as I'm not in the app. We will be... Okay, good. It is recording. We will be reading... Or rather, I will be reading a chapter... My mind is running faster than my mouth. I will be reading the first chapter of my... Um, quote-unquote, independent writing project from Creative Writing. It's titled Avians, and it is quite a ride, isn't it, Ignis? Very much. Very much. All right. Here we go, guys. Chapter one. The intro thing. My name is Fen. Yes, Fen. I know. It sounds dumb. It would make more sense if you knew more about me. Oh, don't worry. I'll tell you. Whether you decide to stick along the entire time is up to you. I am a phoenix. I know what you're going to say. But Finn, phoenixes aren't real. Well, newsflash, they are real. We just look like normal people most of the time. Human face, human skin, human hair. Well, almost human hair. Phoenix hair typically reflects the color of our feathers. But other than that, we look just like you. Unless you also happen to be a phoenix. Or maybe you're some other avian, like a dragon or a griffin or something. Can I say... Why did... <laughs> Why did I have to say human skin? Why did I specify skin? <laughs> it's okay. Okay. Alright. Now, about the rest of the time. Most days and times we look just like humans, or at least similar to them. There are times where we change into our bird-slash-avian forms. That's when it's obvious if you're an avian or not. Some avians also have tails or claws. There are three avian forms. Human, avian, and full. Full is usually the most unique of them all, depending on what kind of avian you are. For instance, dragon avians can look human, have dragon wings and claws, or be a full-on dragon. Hence the nickname Full for the third form. Now that you have some knowledge, I think you're ready for the story to begin. No? You're not? Seriously? Fine, I'll give you some specific knowledge then. Around, oh, 30 or 40 years ago, humans got into a huge war with the avians. Houses burned down, families were eaten, small children were carried away as hostages. In order to repair it all, three powerful avians wiped the humans' memories and formed the aviary. Wait. There's two... Whoa. <laughs> Excuse There's me. There's two what? There's two apostrophes on humans. Like, it's human <laughs> apostrophe S apostrophe. Why did I do that? This is why we use spell check. This is why we... Dude, there's like... Oh my god. Nothing is spelled right in here. Okay. Anyways. Uh. In order to repair it all, three powerful avians wiped the humans' memories and formed the aviary, a place where the avians could grow up, then decide what they wanted to do with the rest of their lives. You would go through the, the equivalent of human schooling, and then you would be asked, aviary or earth? If you chose aviary, you would live out the rest of your days in the sky, teaching younger avians and enforcing order. However, if you chose earth, you would take an extra year of schooling to learn how to blend with humans, using human form, speaking the native languages, etc. 
Lucky me, I decided to try human. Now can we get to the story? We can? Finally. God, don't sound so excited. <laughs> you, you can't. You can feel free to make commentary too, Ignis. Don't worry. I know. I, I just. Is not nothing to say yet. Yeah. That's that's fair. I'm gonna take a drink break real quick. You heathen. <laughs> what the hell was that? <laughs> I'm drinking my drink with a straw. I know. Yeah. Um. So we don't have video going for this podcast because I forgot the video podcasts were a thing. But Ignis is uh, being a genius and drinking an energy drink out of a can with a straw. So there's, there's that mental image for you. <laughs> All right. I walked out the doors of the school, hoping to get the customary five blocks away before anyone could catch up to me. I forgot to mention, we age significantly slower than humans. So though I'm actually around 17, I only look like a 12-year-old to other humans. I turned the corner and was about to ready to start running when a hand came down on my shoulder. I jumped in surprise, but inside I was disappointed. Hey, Finn, where are you going? I thought you didn't have any plans today, said a voice from behind me. It was Leah, a girl in my class. She was taller than me, with ratty black hair and dull green eyes. She typically tried to hang out with me, even though I'd already tried to tell her I had friends outside of school. She'd never believed my lie and was determined to be my own personal shadow. I knew for a fact that she had other friends, so don't ask me why she preferred to bother me. Just trying to walk home, I brushed her hand off my shoulder. That part was true, at least. Well, how about I tag along just this once? Her body language made it clear that she wouldn't take no for an answer. I sighed. Fine, I told her, waving to walk next to me as I continued down the street. I would have to think of something to get her to separate from me. She couldn't be allowed to know that I wasn't human. As we walked, she started telling me all about her day. What she'd eaten for lunch, who she'd made friends with today, how well she did on the test, so on and so forth. I'm sure there was more, but I had only been pretending to listen while thinking of ways to ditch her without seeming too rude. Feel that? Yeah! <laughs> I've been on the opposite side of that. I know, right? Alright. As we turned the third block, an idea popped into my head. And then she said, oh, you like that one? And I was like, nah, it's not really my style. And then I cut her off. Hey, I should probably call and make sure you can hang out. You know, before we just show up. I do that all the time. I know. Just, hey mom, someone's coming over from school. Okay. No, you're supposed to say no. (laughs) Alright. At first, Leah looked confused, as if this sort of thing wasn't normal. But she just smiled and said, Okay, you need to borrow a phone, or... I shook my head, pulling out the hyper-realistic fake phone I'd received upon graduation day in the aviary. I pretended to dial the number and put it to my ear. Hello? Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, really? Cool. Hey, a friend wants to come hang out, is that okay? No? Okay, I understand. I love you too, Mom. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay, bye, Mom. I pretended to hang up, then turned back to Lee. To Leah. God, keep a counter for how many times I say Lee instead of Leah. Jesus. Alright, we're at one. <laughs> Great, okay. <laughs> she said not today. Maybe some other time? Leah looked disappointed. Her shoulders slumped, and she looked down in defeat. Sure. See you later, Fen. She waved and began to walk towards her own house. I sighed. Finally, I mumbled as I ran the last two blocks. I turned into an alley between two buildings, making sure that no one else had followed me and dumping my quote-unquote backpack behind an old chair. Today was the day that I would be checking back at the aviary, reporting on how the human world was doing in this region, and recording how aware they'd seemed of us. I closed my eyes, focusing on my avian form. I could tell that I'd begun glowing and and that the magic was taking effect. Oh, magic! (laughs) 
My hair turned into purple feathers, my face pinching a bit to resemble a beak, and my wings once again becoming visible. I opened my eyes, everything becoming sharper and more clear. I smiled. The transformation was complete, and I was once again in my avian form. I turned my head towards the sky, and could just make out the tiny speck that was the aviary. I spread my wings and gave a great flap, rising between the two buildings and soaring into the air. Oh, how I've missed this, I thought as I rode the hot air up, 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 away from the city. What I hadn't realized was that Leah had in fact not whacked, 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 ah! <laughs> Leah's smacking people. Oh, I can't read. Okay. Leah had in fact not walked back to her house and had instead followed me to the alley where she was now gaping at me flying off into the sky. She watched until I was out of sight, then ran out of the alley, excited to get home and think about what she'd just witnessed. <laughs> Whack! <laughs> what was that? <laughs> Mom! What? Oh. Imagine her going back home. Mom! Mom! <laughs> this kid in my class is actually a bird! <laughs> she sounds like Candace from Phineas and Ferb. <laughs> Mom! Phineas and Ferb turned into a magical <laughs> creature! Candace, stop. <laughs> Leah, stop. <laughs> Leah, stop. You're like 12. Go read Warriors or something. Flashback <laughs> <laughs> to sixth grade. Yeah, dude, I didn't read those until like two years ago. I think I read them like my first year, or my last year of junior high in ninth grade. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Alright. I continued flying, spreading my beautiful purple wings to catch the air. Why did I have to specify they were beautiful? Because <laughs> beautiful purple wings. As opposed to ugly purple wings? Exactly. She looks like a turkey vulture. <laughs> no. Alright. <coughs> As I was rising, my worries about the human world melted away, replaced by the sheer joy of gliding through the air, feeling weightless. As I reached the aviary, the first thing I noticed was how many avians were in their human forms. Most avians stayed in their full forms, and you'd see the occasional avian form flying or walking around. But there had to be at least 30 avians just walking around in their human forms. I landed on the platform, tucking in my wings to make sure that no one would be hit, and walked towards one of the others in their human form. Hey, why is everyone like this? Is anything wrong? He turned to me curiously, studying my hair slash feathers, my human clothing, and finally my wings. No, nothing's wrong, he said distractedly. Just training some newbies. Oh, I need to burp. <laughs> Uh. <laughs> Alright, if I burp in the middle of reading, I'm sorry. I raised an eyebrow. 30 newbies? All wanting to join the humans? It seemed odd, but so did the wave of no newbies in last year. I shrugged it off and continued walking through the center of the aviary. The aviary is built with several floors, and a big open area in the middle of, for flying between them. I was currently on the bottom floor, the one closest to the humans. I could see other avians going about their daily business. Trading goods, dropping off the younger avians at the academy talking to each other, and about a billion other things that my mind just couldn't process. <coughs> oh, there we go. <laughs> Sorry. Excuse me. <laughs> so, we're so professional here at Quality Cringe. Of course. Quality, Quality Cringe Studios, where I'm sitting in my car. <laughs> okay. The longer I walked around, the more I realized how much I'd missed this place. The open air, being able to show my wings, and just the general feeling of the place. The calmness. No longer having to hide. Freedom. A young dragon was chasing around a griffin, snapping playfully at its tail and laughing. Older avians were sitting at tables, reminiscing about when they were still young and energetic. I continued walking until I reached a pair of big, official-looking doors. The Office of the Leaders. Great name. 
great, just fantastic name. You know, How I find it so funny. We looked up what the leader of like a flock would be called, and it's just it's called the lead. It's called the lead. We're just great at naming things. Oh yeah. All right, moving on. I took a deep breath and pushed them open, rehearsing my report in my head. I wasn't afraid exactly. More like, I don't know, anxious? Inside the office, there was but a single person. A dr- uh, the Sorry. A phoenix, like me. Most of us knew him by the name of Mr. Arkin. He was also in his avian form, with deep red wings tucked behind his back. His feathers slash hair was combed back, and he was wearing a trim cut suit. Welcome back, Fen, he said calmly. Have a seat. I had a seat. <laughs> no. Wrong wrong story. That'll come later. I sat down at the big long business table across from him, drumming my fingers nervously on my leg. He smiled. I clearly wasn't the first avian to act like this before a report. I had heard stories of those who had lost their voice in nervousness or kept switching forms mid-conversation. I was glad that I was only fidgeting. So, how's it going down in the human world? Mr. Arkin leaned back leisurely. Uh, it's good. I haven't even had anyone comment on my hair color recently. It seems that the style nowadays is to diet colors that are unnatural to humans, I told him. The words just seemed to spill out, but it made me less anxious. Good, good. Continue with the report, Mr. Arkin said. I kept telling him about what I'd been seeing amongst the humans. How fantasy stories seemed to be getting more popular. About all the fairy tale and medieval events, and things that could eventually concern us. I told him about... <clears throat> I told him about how I'd randomly spring a question, like, Hey, what would you do if phoenixes were real? Or, what if dragons really did exist? The responses had almost all been the same. What does it matter? They don't actually exist. Mr. Arkin simply nodded, mumbling to himself and listening intently. When I had finished my report, he asked only a single question. Does anyone suspect you? I sat there, dumbfounded. I had never heard that question asked before, though now that I think about it, it should have been asked a lot more. No, I... I was about to say. I thought about it for a second, realizing something important. No. No one suspects a thing. I told him, masking the surprise in my voice. Okay. Thank you, Fen. You may leave now, he replied, gesturing towards the door. I jumped up from my seat as if it was the last day of school and class had just ended. I could hear a faint chuckle from Mr. Arkin as I bolted out the door, taking flight as soon as I was back in the center of the aviary. I flapped as hard as I could, eager to finish my errands and get back to the ground. Quite the change in just a few minutes, I'd like to point out. Why would you like to point that out? Child. (laughs) You have mood swings. We get it. (laughs) I pushed hard, soaring up towards the very top of the aviary, where only the smallest shops and homes were. I needed supplies and was extremely picky about where I wanted to get them. I finally reached the level I needed and coasted to a stop in front of the door. The sign sign read. The sign read. I suddenly have a lift. (laughs) It's back. (sighs) God, okay. The sign read, Area's Magical Necessities. I stopped to catch my breath, then walked into the little odds and ends shop. The walls were lined with pouches, bottles, jars, boxes, huge bags, and anything else you could possibly think of. I knew that inside each one was some kind of magical concoction that could do anything from cheer you up on a bad day to healing a scraper kid had gotten on their knee. There was a counter in the middle of it all, with a beautiful green dragon behind it. Iria was in full form today, meaning she hadn't been expecting anyone to visit. She looked up after hearing the door open, and her eyes suddenly lit up when she saw me. Fen, Long time no see! Where you been?' she asked me, quickly transitioning to her avian form. She probably would have stayed in full form, but hands are usually required to do the things to run a shop. "'Oh, you know, just business,' I told her. I ran my hand along one of the shelves. "'Am I okay to buy anything?' 
I haven't seen the store so empty of customers in forever. She walked over to me and gave me a hug. Of course, sweetie. I could never turn on a regular. Ariel let go and studied me, trying to figure out if anything had changed. Her yellow eyes were somehow both intense and soft at the same time, like looking at the sun through a jar of honey. She seemed to decide that nothing was different and led me to the back of the shop. If you thought the front had a lot to give, well, it was nothing compared to the back. It stretched out like a warehouse, this big open area stocked almost to the roof with boxes. On each box was a label, letting the reader know the contents before opening it and potentially losing an eye or something. A few said things like, growth dust, excitement in a bottle, and pickled apples. I figured that last one was extra snacks for Iria. After several turns and a lot of walking, we reached where she had been taking me. You just need the usual stuff, I assume? Iria asked, turning to face me. I nodded. Iria looked back down at the box, blew some dust off of the top, and opened it. Inside were several pouches, about the size of a small candy bag. She pulled one out and handed it to me. Oh, sorry. I pulled it open and glanced inside. Inside were... Gummy bears? Iria, what are these? I looked up from the bag, expecting her to be giggling from her joke. She was glaring at me, her eyes stern and her mouth pouting into a frown. You don't like the new disguise? She asked. I think this was the thing that had begun to kill off her business. <laughs> that just the, the line kills me every time I read it. Like, that's, <laughs> that's you're, so you're rude. You're so picky about where you get your supplies from, Fen, but yeah. here you are making fun of it. Yeah, like, you're so picky about where you get supplies, so you go and fucking buy magical candy. Oh. What, what are you, 12? Candy Shop Wars? <laughs> I think I was reading Candy Shop Wars again right around the time I wrote this. Oh. Like... Because, like, some of the freaking candies blatantly do some of the stuff from Candy Shop Wars. That's great. So It's a good book series. Highly recommend it. It's by Brandon Mole. It's supposed to be a trilogy. I've been waiting for the third book for, like, ten years now. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. I, th uh, I think this was the thing that had begun to kill off her business. She made things like potions and elixir elixirs. Elixirs. Elixirs, but disguised them as human snacks and treats, so that if we needed to use them, it, it would look less suspicious. It wouldn't have mattered, but someone wasn't very happy when she offered them a youth potion in a baby bottle. I squinted at the gummy bears, sighed, and closed up the pouch. Are the different colors different things? I asked Iria, causing her eyes to light up. Oh, yeah! The red ones are health potions, the orange are magic boosts, the white are in case you screw up and need to remove recent memories. <coughs> foreshadowing? <laughs> Blatant foreshadowing. <coughs> The green are for growing, the purple are for shrinking, the pink give you very limited control over personal gravity, and the yellow ones, well... She hesitated. Let's just say those ones are special. Fucks. We can't <laughs> say that! We can't advocate that in our podcast. Ignore that. I no, don't say anything. No snorties allowed here. Alright. I raised an eyebrow, yet said nothing. Iria's special concoctions tended to be the most powerful, and the last time I had pestered her about what they were, she had nearly bitten my head off. Chomp. Literally. <laughs> Chomp. Chomp. <laughs> oh. Now I'm just imagining, like, Iria's head as a dragon, just like Pac-Man, and it... And Fen's head is one of the... Oh, God. Fen's head is, like, one of the bears. And it's just waka, 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 waka. You don't like my treats? Waka, 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 waka. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, oh, no. Okay. Quality 
really cringe, everyone. <laughs> I tied the little pouch to my waist. I wasn't worried about running out again for quite a while, because I knew that Iria enchanted the bags to resupply themselves. How convenient. <laughs> Another of her little touches. I gave her a hug and waved goodbye, dramatically walking backwards out of the store and off the edge. She giggled, going back into full form and settling behind her front counter once again. My business was done in the aviary, for now at least. It was time to head back down to the human world and continue my work. Since the only guaranteed places to live were in the aviary, I had found a nice little patch of forest that was less than a ten minute flight away from the city to stay. This was also the reason that Leah couldn't have come to hang out. Duh. Well, duh. I don't have a house. You can't hang out. <laughs> I'm a hobo, don't you know? <laughs> Before I took off, I decided that I did I'm a sim now. Before I took off, I decided that I was tiring of flying in avian form. I landed near the exit and transformed, my human features finally melting away. I was a phoenix and ready to show it again. My feathers seemed to somewhat liquefy, resembling flames coming off of my wings. The only features that didn't really change were my eyes and my quote-unquote hair, which was still prominent even though I was essentially a giant bird. No, you... You are a giant bird. There's no essentials about it. You are a giant bird. You are the golden goose. Put some boots. Oh, jeez. When I looked back down, everything seemed brighter and sharper, despite the fact that the sun was now setting. I dove off the dove off of the platform again. Iria's pouch tied around my ankle. I could see most of the area from where I was, including my little forest. I headed there now. Hoping to get a good night's sleep before the disaster I wasn't yet aware of. And thus concludes ooh. chapter one. Yeah, ooh, cliffhanger, because we're dramatic in ninth grade. Ooh. So, yeah, there's chapter one. Um, <laughs> any new thoughts, Ignis? We, uh, we kind of messed out this first episode because I already read this to her last night, but... Yeah, it's okay. Any, any new thoughts? Anything to point out? It, it is seat. like a really good story idea. Yeah? Yeah. I, it's, 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 it's cool. I, just, I it. It doesn't get executed well, hence the uh, <clears throat> feature in our podcast. Uh, but it, overall, it's good. That's true. Just gotta learn to speak English a little bit better. Shut up! I'm trying! It's okay. This podcast is me learning how to enunciate my friggin' words. You think you think she's a bad way till I start reading? Yeah, wait till she starts reading. I'll, like, I'll like mutter something and she'll just, like, die. Um, but yeah, no, uh, this is, this is what our podcast is gonna be. Um, I'll title the episodes by what story they are and what chapter we're on. So that you can, like, keep track of, like, where we are. And you can skip to certain stories if we do... If we, like, do different stories in between each other. Mm-hmm. Um, this one is called Avians. That was chapter one. So you're going to want to look out for chapter two next. Which, uh, chapter two will be interesting. I hope. It's been a while. <laughs> I don't remember what happens in chapter two. Um, but, yeah. I will see you guys next time. And have a nice day or night or 3 a.m. when you're staying up way too late to listen to us for some reason. Uh, Any goodbyes, Ignis? Uh, see you later. <laughs> finger snaps. Finger snaps and finger guns. Oh yeah, All right. how cringy. Give- <laughs> Cringe later. <laughs>